0: Hello, and welcome back to Sass, Stories, and Sarcasm. We're your hosts, Mary and Brian, and this is episode 130. Brian, how are you doing? We're halfway through February. We're almost to March, March Madness.
1: Yes, I, I am so glad. You know, we're finally, you know, we didn't get the basketball season last year because of COVID. Now, you know, Gonzaga's ranked number one. We're, we're nearing the end of the finish line, at least of the regular season, that is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm super pumped. You know, life I'm updates. I'm super pumped. Life updates as well. Uh, you know, I put my couch on uh, Facebook Marketplace, trying to trying to see if anyone wants to buy it. So um, if anyone
0: wants to, who lives in the area is looking for no, a couch no, 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 for two hundred dollars. No. Just kidding.
1: No, No. Guys, do not buy this couch. It's really bad. <laughs> bad for your back. But I don't, don't tell my, don't, don't tell the people yeah.
0: on Facebook.
1: Yeah, I don't want any of my our listeners to like hurt mm-hmm. themselves on this couch because it is so bad. I've only but, sat on it
0: like a handful of times and literally have back pain for 24 yeah, hours. Yeah,
1: Mary's like crippled for the next week.
0: <laughs> somehow Brian works from his couch and somehow is still able to walk.
1: Yes, well, I'm gonna look like the hunchback of was it No True Dom. But anyways, jokes aside. Do not buy this couch. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I marked it down. So people that will buy it will uh, get a reduced price. So, you know, maybe it is value you can resell.
0: $100 off from the original retail
1: price. Exactly. And it's pretty much brand new. So I think it's still a pretty good deal. Um, That's really the only life update is, you know, I'm I'm just moving towards uh, being able to move out of this apartment. I'm going to be moving uh, in about a month from now. Exactly. Pretty Mm -hmm. much. Uh, mid-march uh, other than that you know just just working surviving the snow because it snowed over uh, since we last talked it snowed a lot actually
0: like 10 um, or 11 inches yeah
1: yeah 10 or 11 inches uh, you know I know there's like snowstorms all over the place uh, a lot of Texas is without power my mom who currently lives in Texas has power my dad who lives also in Texas does not have power so that is. That is interesting. <laughs> so I hope but they don't live in the,
0: that, they live in different parts. though. They,
1: they live in different parts. My dad okay, lives okay. in Houston. My mom lives in San Antonio. So uh, yeah, hopefully everyone gets power back and uh, it stops freezing because nobody likes the cold. Uh, <laughs> how about you, Barry? Anything interesting or dramatic happened this week for you?
0: Nothing too dramatic besides the snow. I mean, it didn't really affect anyone because it was over the weekend and we would have just been working from home anyways. So no, no, nothing. That affected me there, but I also saw my old coworker Ross and his friend Drew and Brian got to meet them. Went to Locust Cider and so that was fun, um, and see Ross's dog Seaweed.
1: Yes, excellent people, excellent dog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that was very fun. Um, also, uh, Brian got an Amazon Echo this week and so he learned how to send messages from the Amazon Echo and so um Two nights ago, at about I think eleven PM, I was about to fall asleep.
1: <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> and I get a
0: ding, ding, you have a new message, and I like almost jumped out of bed because I was like, like I said, about to fall asleep.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that it alerts you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I figured it just might like light up, or maybe you'll get like a notification on your phone. But I don't guess worry. It...
0: <laughs> Since then, I have learned how to turn on Do Not Disturb for certain hours, so it will not alert me.
1: Okay. If someone
0: leaves me a message on my Echo. but yeah the only the most dramatic thing that happened this week was the bachelor because that's the most dramatic thing that happens most weeks these days yes so we're actually going to go over the past three weeks of the bachelor because we did um the first week we did a recap of the limo entrances and stuff like that and then a few weeks later uh we did an update of the you know second third and fourth episodes and now we're going to go through the three most recent episodes of The Bachelor. So, where we left off last time is that uh, Katie, the one from Renton, um, was telling Matt that he needs to address the bullying that's going on in the house because it could ruin someone's life. Mm-hmm. And um, so, this episode starts off with Matt entering the house and telling the ladies that this is a safe place and not a place to tear people down. And he says that if you have to belittle someone in order to shine, that's not what he's wanting in a wife, which apparently that comes to a surprise to some people.
1: <laughs> They're like, what?
0: Yeah, Victoria's <laughs> mad. The wrong way. <laughs> yeah, Victoria's mad because this means someone snitched on her and she's gonna figure out who told her. But um Matt talks to Anna, who started the rumor that another girl was an escort, and then Anna starts crying and says so she's so mad at herself for saying that. Um, big mistake. But no, she's just mad because she got caught, obviously.
1: Yeah, um, she would have been perfectly happy bullying everyone as long oh, as yeah. she could get away with it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Matt says she he doesn't think that she's a horrible person, but just not the one for him, and he walks her out. So when Anna leaves, this really makes the bullies realize that Matt is serious. They're like, not Oh not my wanting. gosh,
1: <laughs> they're gonna hunt us all down. <laughs>
0: you mean Matt doesn't want to date a bully? What the heck? I didn't know that. Um, so he, you know, everyone starts apologizing. All Everyone who says something mean, they all just start apologizing to each other. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, Victoria says everyone knows that what she said was all in silliness. And obviously, you know, her name is cleared just because it was all in silliness. Mm-hmm. Um, so then another girl tells Matt that Victoria has been calling her names. And so Matt confronts Victoria and she says it was taken out of context. But Matt asks what a good t- context would be to call people names in. Um, and she didn't know the answer to that because there isn't good context um so the rose ceremony starts and victoria doesn't get a rose and then when people are eliminated um, most girls go up and give them a hug and wish them the best and you know say bye but victoria walks up to him and says i honestly feel so sorry for you and that you would listen to hearsay and not all of the facts of the situation so goodbye very dramatic un- yeah. um, and not necessary yeah she also said. <laughs> yeah t- go ahead
1: yeah she's like I'm never gonna date another Matt.
0: <laughs> yeah. So then I saw online that, you know, people completely
1: were like the name for her. <laughs>
0: they were like, she should be the next bachelorette and they should just only cast people named Matt. Um, so then the first date of this episode is uh, with Rachel, and they have a shopping date where she tries on expensive clothes and she gets to keep them. And Matt also gives her some fancy expensive shoes, and she's stunned and she says she's never owned shoes over $40 before. But there's been some videos on TikTok that have come out, um, pictures of her, and they zoom in on her shoes, and they write down how expensive they are, and they're all over $40. Um, people have a lot of time on their hands these days, so that's what they're choosing to do with their time. Um, it's pretty clear from this date that Matt really likes Rachel. Um, she also says, I can't believe Matt is buying me all of these clothes. And so like, oh my gosh, she's so nice. But no, Rachel, ABC is buying you these he has,
1: Yeah, thank ABC.
0: <laughs> yeah, no money is coming out of Matt's wallet. In fact, he's only gaining money from being The Bachelor.
1: Yeah, could you imagine if you actually had to spend your own money to take <laughs> like 40 women on dates? <laughs> yeah. That'd be so, you'd go broke.
0: <laughs> yeah, so um, more about Rachel later, but that was the end of this date. Um, then the next next date was a group date um, at a farm with eight girls, basically the opposite of a shopping date. And they basically just worked on the farm, and there was nothing too exciting. I don't think.
1: Yeah, they're just moving hay around, pretty much.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and just being disgusted about mud and
1: and being outside. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, The night portion of the date, um, the group date, Matt tells MJ that someone told him that she's an antagonist, and she basically starts spiraling from here on out. Um, This starts all you know. Victoria leaves, so we think, oh, the you know, no more drama. But no, the bullying starts back up and the drama starts again. And she tells other women that this isn't true and she needs an apology from whoever ratted her out because she preaches love and harmony. She says this a billion times. None of Nothing that comes out of her mouth sounds like love and harmony. Um, more on this in the next episode. But next, Kit gets a one-on-one date and they make dinner and cookies together. Again, nothing too exciting about this one-on-one date. right. So then we go on to the next episode, episode six. So like I said, Matt wants to get to the bottom of the drama with MJ. So he has a talk with her and the girl who, um, Jesenia, who told Matt that she's an antagonist. And after a bunch of shouting between them, MJ sent home. She can't believe this because like I said, all she does is preach peace and harmony. (laughs) Um, It goes straight to the rose ceremony. And the only one girl goes home. Maggie. And if you don't know who remember who she was, she really wasn't on the show much, but she was the one that got stuck in a pumpkin um canoe on an obstacle course date a few weeks ago.
1: Right. So she she probably wasn't the one for Matt anyways, so
0: If you can't, you know, if you can't
1: uh canoe in a it, pumpkin, yeah. yeah canoe in a
0: pumpkin then you're not
1: You're not the right girl for Matt. And, yeah.
0: So then the next day um Southern girl Serena C decides that Katie has been stirring up drama by telling Matt that bullying is happening, and her logic is: Katie told Matt about us being mean, so she's not here for the right reason. So that doesn't make any sense, but that's what her logic is in her head. And they yell at each other for a while, and at the end, Katie stands up and says, "Thank you for your feedback," and walks away. Love that
1: <laughs> in a very uh-huh. dramatic way. She like bows.
0: <laughs> exactly so then they cut to this other girl this new girl getting out of a minivan um she was a contestant on the bachelor a few years ago her name is heather and her occupation was never been kissed and when she was on the bachelor before uh the old bachelor colton kissed her and then basically sent her home like a week after that but she arrives and she tells chris harrison um that she wants to join the season and he acts surprised like of course this was planned the producer's yeah how... they
1: wouldn't just let her come straight up to the mansion yeah without. and the
0: producer saw how they the other girls reacted to uh five new girls being brought in a few weeks ago so of course they want to bring in another girl to up more controversy and drama and so um you know he says okay you have to go quarantine and then he she can join the group and meet matt so won't hear from her for a little bit but she will come back don't worry
1: yeah the re- I feel like the reason they needed that drama is because Bat did such a good job of kicking off all the all drama at once, producers yeah. at once. They're like, "Oh no, we only really have semi decent people now, not horrible people." <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. so
0: the first one on one date of the week is with a girl named Piper. She's from Oregon. Um, he leads her into the dark woods at night and gives her a lantern. And then he's like, you know, flip the switch, um, and it's in the middle of the woods and it lights up a carnival. And they go on a bunch of rides in the middle of the woods.
1: Yep. Just Not- like anyone wants to do is go on a carnival ride in the middle of the woods.
0: <laughs> in the Pennsylvania wilderness.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, nothing too much to say about that date. But nope. the next one is a group date with nine girls and they go bowling. So they split up into teams and they bowl against each other. And the winning team gets more time with Matt. And the losing team starts crying and pouting. And they're so mad and they're so frustrated they just never get any time with Matt. So finally, Matt allows them to join back for the night portion of the date. Nothing too exciting happens that night. He just talks to all of them and tries to get to know them. Um, too, not too much drama. But then right. the next day, Matt goes to hang out with his friend Tyler, who was on a previous season of The Bachelorette, and they were best friends since college. So I think Tyler's the reason that Matt is The Bachelor. Right. Um, so Matt has a one on one with Katie again she's from Renton where Tyler's getting a massage in the hotel and the masseuse is an actor and through an earpiece they tell her things to do and it's basically what like what happens on impractical jokers and it, it was pretty funny
1: yeah yeah i thought it was pretty funny and then by the end of it uh you know like max matt snuck into the, like the massage room or whatever and then when tyler looked over to see who who was like giving him a back rub it was it was matt <laughs> It was like what
0: <laughs> yeah it was that was a pretty unique date but also like katie wasn't that involved in that part of it it was no, more just yeah, to that... play a prank on his friend and she just happened to be there
1: yeah that wasn't that thoughtful <laughs> i don't think
0: But you cut to the night portion and Matt tells Katie that his other relationships have progressed farther and since her home, which is very sad. Last Washingtonian on the show.
1: Yeah. And she was a a fan favorite for standing up to Victoria.
0: (laughs) And a bunch of people.
1: And a lot of them. By herself at first, Mm -hmm. too, which is good.
0: So now Heather has finished quarantining. And so the cocktail party before the rose, um, she walks into the house and waves to the other girls who were just sitting on the couch. And they're like, who is that? They're shocked. And she interrupts Matt um, while he's having a conversation with Piper. And yeah, that was basically the end of the episode six. But don't worry, it picks back up in episode seven that aired last night. Um, But before we start off with this week's episode, we'll address the controversy that's been happening in the media about The Bachelor. Um, So basically, Rachel, the one that went on the shopping date, Um, She actually came under fire because she's been accused of liking racist social media posts and bullying a girl for dating black guys in high school. And there's also been photos that have emerged of her attending an antebellum South plantation-themed fraternity formal in 2018. Um, She has issued an apology for her past behavior. Um, But then additionally, Chris Harrison has been criticized for defending her um, after he claimed that 50 million people attended a similar type of party in 2018. Um, he's also issued an apology for his comments, but then there's a petition to remove him as the host of the franchise that's gotten over 30,000 signatures, and he's actually announced that he's temporarily stepping down and would not host the After the Final Rose special at the end of the season. So, um, the weird part is, is it seems like Rachel is the front runner. Like Matt seems to like her. The most, I'd say. So we'll see what happens. And if they yeah, stay together, and if I, they can I engaged.
1: Yeah, I wonder if... Yeah, if she ends up winning, that's going to be super awkward. Uh, just because you don't really know what's going on like what the audience knows until like after you're out of your little bubble of the bachelor exactly. so matt yeah. has no idea that he potentially could you know be falling in love with someone that makes fun of people for dating black people when he's black so
0: and he's the first black bachelor too so just, yeah so it's
1: overall really bad look. it's all
0: a bad. bad look you know the bachelor and bachelorette have tried to make strides forward in diversity by a casting a black bachelor and a black bachelorette last season and so this is not That's a step
1: backwards for sure. Much
0: bigger step backwards than they ever took forward. Yeah. But anyways, back to the episode. Um, Matt meets Heather and basically tells him that, you know, she really wanted to meet him. But the other girls all gang up on her and are like, we've been here for six weeks and you just got here. Do you really think you'll be ready to get engaged in three weeks? And Heather apparently didn't see this coming. And she starts (laughs) crying and eventually Matt decides it isn't worth it to keep her there and sent her back in her minivan and normally when girls get sent home or anyone gets sent home they get into a car with a driver and are sent home but she just gets back in the minivan that she arrived in car drives out on her own yeah it was odd and like back straight back to the airport i guess i don't know Yeah.
1: usually you see these girls go into like you know like the back seat of the minivan where the chauffeur drives them away Mm -hmm. She just straight up got into the driver's seat put in her you know the keys that it closed the door just drove off it was very weird yeah but uh yeah yeah
0: so then there's a rose ceremony and two more girls are sent home um so then there's eight girls left so serena p gets a one-on-one date and they go to a couple's yoga class and matt is v- clearly very into it and serena is very uncomfortable and right. after the class she basically tells them she never wants to do that again but that she likes him <laughs> And he says that he appreciates her honesty and gives her a rose. So then there's a group date with six girls and there's no activity that we really see. They all just individually talk to him on the couch. But uh, one conversation to note is Abigail. Um, she's the girl from, um, Oregon. from Oregon and she got the first impression, Rose. And so um, she goes to talk to him and she hasn't, she's the only one who hasn't had a one-on-one date who's left. And he basically tells her, "I got so comfortable in my relationship with you that I was able to explore other relationships, and now they're further oh. along."
1: <laughs> that's like so the worst rude. thing you want to hear. That's yeah. so rude. That's like, yeah, that's so rude. I don't even know what to say.
0: It's also not her fault that you know she didn't get more time with him because she he was he never chose her for. Uh, yeah, you know, she's
1: she's like one getting penalized for being approachable and being nice <laughs> at the beginning, and for,
0: and for being the um, first impression rose. Yeah. Oftentimes those are the people who win the first impression rows people. So yeah, they go
1: far. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, yeah.
1: So but, he eventually said, you know, I, you know, I move forward with my relationships and you're just not the one for me.
0: Yeah. So he walks her out to leave. So, mm-hmm. you know, seven people left. Um, Rachel gets the group date rows. So she gets extra time with Matt in a private concert. So like I said, it's pretty clear that she's a front runner. She'll, I think she'll at least be in the top two, if not win the whole thing. Um, after this, Kit realized she, Kit was on the date, the group date, and she realizes she's not all the way into the relationship, so she just self eliminates six girls left. It's just basically like the hunger. There's a lot this. of
1: self eliminating, there's been a lot of eliminating prior to the rose ceremony. Either self eliminating girls, they're like, Yeah, I'm not into it, or Matt just being like,
0: it's I don't want to eliminate you later. Yeah, well, <laughs> so which is honestly nice.
1: Yeah, Absolutely it is nice. nice you don't have to, do to worry about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um,
0: then there's a one-on-one date with Jasenia, and they go drifting in a car. Um, and she basically tells him she's falling in love with him. And he says he doesn't feel the same way and sends her home. Five yep. girls left. And next week is hometown dates. And he can only have four girls for hometown dates. So during the rose ceremony, Piper ends up being sent home. So the final four are Rachel, Michelle, Bree, and Serena P. Now I'm interested to see... If I couldn't tell from the preview, I didn't really watch it that closely. If the hometown dates, they actually go to their hometowns like normal or last season, they flew all the families to the resort and they did the hometown dates at the resort. So I'm not sure what will happen this time, but.
1: Yeah, we'll have to see. We're a little bit further along in, you know, people getting vaccines and all that, but it's still relatively early in that process, so. I, I i'm i just gonna guess that they're gonna bring people to the resort yeah but we'll who see. Knows?
0: yeah yeah so that's the you know just saved you guys like another six hours of watching tv so you're welcome
1: today's episode is brought to you by audible
0: audible has an unmatched selection of audiobooks with titles from every genre audible titles play on nearly any device and allows you to listen to your favorite audiobooks anytime anywhere
1: you can even switch between devices and it'll play from where you left off. Sass Stories and Sarcasm listeners can get a 30-day membership trial that includes one free audiobook of your choice. Just go to
0: audibletrial.com slash Podcast to start your trial and choose your book today. Did you know the American Heart Association recommends 150 active minutes each week to help with heart health? What if you could earn rewards just for being healthy? That's where PaceLine comes in. PaceLine is a free app that gives you rewards for exercising 150 minutes per week. Keep up a weekly streak and get even more rewards. Every week of your streak, the rewards vary. You can choose from gift cards from Amazon, Starbucks, Target, and more to discounts for products or services and even donations to charitable organizations. Join me on PaceLine. To get started, download the free PaceLine app, connect it to your activity tracker, and use our referral code SSSPOD to start earning rewards just for being healthy.
1: Alrighty. So Gonzaga played two basketball games uh, since we last talked. Ah, uh, the first basketball game was against the BYU. Oh, who are they? They're the Cougars. <laughs> I almost forgot for a second. Yeah, they're against BYU, and you know, Gonzaga's been having some like up and down games, you know, as the season ends. Uh, and this one was somewhat close. Uh, it ended up being the score of 82 to 71, um, which
0: is close considering most of our games. Most games We've are blowouts, like, well, like, like 30 or, or 40. 30. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. So. You know, it's still a comfortable, I guess, comfortable within quotes, ten point or eleven point win, but still not as uh, far away as you know we'd like to see. But some notable players that that did well was uh, Jalen Suggs got twenty four points and he shot ten for eighteen uh, in his you know field goal percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Drew Timmy, of course, he always does well. He got twenty points and thirteen rebounds. So once again, you know, those are so someone always steps up for Gonzaga, but usually Drew Timmy's like one of the names that does well sometimes yeah. sometimes Jalen does well sometimes he's you know average but Drew Timmy's like always there
0: him and, and yeah Timmy and Corey Kisper are pretty those consistent. the main ones
1: yeah for sure um so yeah so that was that was our first game against the BYU against BYU and the next game was way more of a blowout Mark Few must have tossed Took them aside and was like, "Guys, we got to do better than this." Of course, it's against uh, San Francisco and not BYU, so that might have mattered a little bit more. But the final score ended up being 100 to 61.
0: <laughs> and so, Timmy had an amazing game.
1: Oh yeah, Timmy. Timmy was Timmy was amazing. He he ended up with uh, 28 points and 10 rebounds. But I remember at one point of the game. Like, he was, like, outscoring San Francisco by himself. Yeah, Like, it, and also,
0: it, he didn't play for probably a good, like, last 10 to 12 minutes of the game because we were ahead by so much. And
1: they didn't want to, like, risk anything.
0: And they also were, it. like, you know, let's we're ahead let's, by, I don't know, 20, 30 at that time. so Let's, let's put, put in the new guys. Yeah. yeah, put in Ben Greg and all the guys that don't get as much playing time.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, this game was kind of a blowout. I, I remember, you know, at one point, like, at the very beginning of the game, like, the – the biggest lead we had like in the first 10 minutes, it was like 17 to three at one point. Yeah. <laughs> so once you see that, you know, Oh, this is not going to go the right way for San Francisco, but that's good for us.
0: <laughs> and now we're 20, and zero, and we are one of two uh, teams that are still undefeated. Baylor is the only other undefeated team.
1: Right. And so we have two games left before, um, you know, the, the regular the season and se- conference season. And, you know, that's against St. Mary's and USD. So Um, the St.
0: Mary's game is on Thursday at 6 p.m. And the San Diego game is on Saturday at 5 p.m. Right. And then that's the end of our conference season. And then normally you would be playing in uh, the WCC tournament. But maybe we still will be. But um, Gonzaga is... This is a preliminary article. Breaking news. Yeah. Gonzaga is considering opting out of the conference tournament. Um, Yeah. And also BYU is also considering removing themselves from the WCC bracket. Uh, you know, they've locked up the d- number one season in WCC and clinched the regular season crown already. And so they don't really have that much to play for. And they don't want to risk injury, a bad loss or uh, COVID infection or anything else that would, you know, hurt their, take them out of the, the NCAA, NCAA tournament. tournament yeah. yeah. So yeah. that makes sense. You know, it's not really, this is not the year to take chances like that. Um, and then they have more time to prep for the NCAA tournament, anyway.
1: Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Gonzaga's main goal is just the NCAA tournament, and they don't need to, you know, risk anything. in the we didn't get a play rate. in it
0: last year since it was canceled, so we're not trying to risk not playing in it this year.
1: Yeah, so this, totally this is our, this is our best shot at winning the whole thing, so mm-hmm. we're being extra careful.
0: Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Now mm-hmm. we're going to finish off with two articles. That Brian found this week so yeah
1: yeah so I found two completely different articles that might be worth noting Uh, so as of right now Coca-Cola is the largest number one plastic producer in the world and they're obviously trying to bring that down you know you know being climate aware and all that Uh, Mm -hmm. so they are starting a you know like a testing phase of testing the paper bottle instead of a plastic bottle that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. And, uh, you know, the goals, they said their goal is to create a 100% recyclable, plastic free bottle. And it has to, you know, be capable of preventing, you know, gas from escaping for, you know, carbonated drinks. It also has to be durable enough to ensure no, none of the fiber, you know, flakes fall off into the liquid. I know uh, Starbucks straws kind of like yeah. dissolved in on themselves. So they have to do a little bit better than that. Um, but they're working with a Danish company right now. Uh, that's called uh, Paboco, the paper bo- bottle company. Um, and basically, why they're working with a Danish uh, company right now is, A, that's, their, that's just the person they're going to partner with. And B, I remember that the European Union, they has, they're going to have some law uh, banning single-use plastics, I think, by 2040 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to phase this out. And, you know, it's overall a good idea, especially since, like I said earlier, that since they're the the number one world's plastic polluter, uh, if they can just switch all their, you know, Coke bottles away from plastic, that's going to be a huge, you know, drop in extra plastic in the ocean and all that stuff. So it's always good to see, you know, like innovation and people trying to, you know, make the world a better place. And, you know, even if it is, you know, it might be like a little niche thing uh, at the beginning and people might be slow to liking uh the paper version instead well, it's of plastic. Kinda like this
0: just like you said the straws they're yeah. still perfecting those but i think eventually once they get those right then obviously that will be the way to go and so yeah, i think they'll be like, it'll a trial like and error. second nature
1: yeah, yeah. exactly oh, well
0: i think it'll be the only thing that's available yeah that's true perfected. because
1: yeah exactly because single use plastics in europe is going to be completely banned so and eventually in the u.s the too option. Yeah, and well, we don't have that we don't have that law in place yet. No, but, but I'm just
0: saying we'll but, follow. Yeah, we'll, eventually we'll
1: follow eventually. Exactly. So that's just something to think about. So you know, maybe not you know right now, but in the, in maybe not in the near future. But Coca-Cola is working on uh, plastic or not plastic <laughs> paper uh, bottle to replace their plastic bottles. So that is something uh, of interest that.
0: So uh, look in your local grocery store at some point in the future. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. Um, so my other article is I was reading about, uh, you know, what the NBA is doing post, uh, COVID bubble Mm -hmm. and, you know, they, they have teams traveling all around the place. You know, they're no longer in a single spot and every now and then, you know, like someone gets COVID and they get sidelined, but what they're doing right now is they are implementing like COVID sniffing dogs right now. The Miami heat currently are doing this program where they're partnering with, uh, sniff, which I love that, uh, uh, I guess company name acronym Mm -hmm. Uh, and basically it's a startup uh, utilizing detection dogs. And basically what they're going to do is so dogs have a really high sense of smell and they're actually able to pick up, you know, like the particles of COVID on someone's sweat or saliva. And they have
0: near perfect accuracy too.
1: Right. So it's 92% accuracy and that's, that's amazing. That's really good. And, you know,
0: and it's also instantaneous,
1: it's instantaneous. Yeah. The downside of, you know, like doing a COVID test is, you know, you have to like, you know, get the swab or whatever you're testing, you have to like transport it to a lab and the lab has to wait, analyze it. And then, you know, give wait you the 24
0: back. to 48 hours or 15 minutes, even
1: exactly. You know? And so this is, uh, you know, there's pros and cons to the different approaches, but this is definitely another approach that, you know, people have figured out that they can use to help detect COVID and to, you know, help, you know, decrease the spread of it if you were able to detect it a little bit quicker which is uh you know that's super cool and you know this is why dogs are man's best friend they can do everything
0: <laughs> now they said that they don't expect covid sniffing dogs to replace um the normal tests that people have been taking but this is a great way to rapidly screen large amounts of people at public venues um for entering to events or even for travel so yeah, I can see you know even when people start you know getting more and more vaccinated and maybe we'll see more Uh, COVID sniffing dogs, when people start going back to more large group venues and activities, uh, as a way to maybe continue to prevent the spread.
1: Yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, you know, it's, it's good for large groups of people, I think. And and it's, it's quick and it's better than nothing too.
0: Yeah. I mean, like they said, a dog's nose has 300 million scent receptors compared to a human who has five to 6 million. No, I don't even think I have that many because my sense of smell is terrible, but <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: that's all right. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you, dogs out there. And that's really, I think it's a really neat uh, story. I figured I'd share with you guys.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. And be sure to watch the Zags and their last two conference games this week. And have a good week.
1: Yep, go Zags. Bye, everyone.
0: Bye.